0: Hey everyone, it's Cameron here. With the holiday season upon us, we wanted to share a little bonus episode from another one of our great podcasts on the Majestic Gym Network. If you're a fan of conspiracy, true crime, and all things strange, then make sure to subscribe to I'm Not Crazy. With that, enjoy this extra episode on The Loch Ness Monster. (laughs) Welcome back, everybody, to I'm Not Crazy. Cameron Jones here, along with my co-host. Nicole. Uh, I'm getting back into cryptid creatures. It's really where I belong in in this whole podcast. It's the mystical. It's the aliens. It's the creatures.
1: It is is your niche.
0: That's my thing. So today I want to talk about one of the big ones. I'd say top three, top five for sure. Definitely top ten. Okay. The Loch Ness Monster. That's a good one. Do you believe in the Loch Ness Monster? Yes. Okay. You just do right off the bat. Yep. Do you... It's a dinosaur. Oh, okay. Do you... so you're <laughs> I'm on... not
1: even giving you time. No, that's
0: fine. So you think it's on the? It's a plesiosaur, is what you're telling me. Sure. Okay. Well, let's get into it. Okay. The Loch Ness Monster, affectionately known as Nessie, is a creature in Scottish folklore that is said to inhabit Loch Ness in the Scottish Highlands.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's often described as large, long-necked, and with one or more humps protruding from the water. Popular interest and belief in the creature has varied since it was brought to the worldwide attention in 1933. The scientific community explains alleged sightings of the Loch Ness monster as hoaxes, wishful thinking, and the misidentification of mundane objects.
1: Why don't they let people dream?
0: Well, the pseudoscience and subculture of cryptozoology has placed particular emphasis on the creature. Ooh, Nessie is easily top five cryptic creatures that you've heard of, Mm -hmm. and sightings of the creature go back as far as 565 A.D., to some really, ne- that far back? To some Nessie searchers. So the obvious question for most doubters is, how does this gigantic creature manage to stay hidden in a lake? Sure. Although Loch Ness is quite large, it is a valid question considering the generations that have searched for the creature, as well as the advancements in scientific instruments. Okay. I think it is important to first take a look into the Loch's geography itself, as well as some theories into how Nessie may be staying hidden or leave the Loch altogether. Okay. Loch Ness is the second largest lake in Scotland, behind Loch Lomond. You may remember the "Oh, Loch Lomond" Irish chant. You know that one? No. Oh, we sing it in chorus. It stretches near. Ne- it stretches nearly twenty-three miles, with an average of one point three miles across and a depth of seven hundred and eighty-eight feet.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's quite a bit of room to hide. Yeah. The topography of the lake underwater cuts down at steep angles along the shore. Coming to a point in the center, it's deepest part. So it just comes to a knife. It's a big V, essentially. Okay. It has very steep edges along the side, and it just gets deep suddenly.
1: Okay. Huh. Scary.
0: Yeah, kind of. It gets its name from the River Ness, which flows out of the lake on the northerly side and is part of an interconnected body of water that eventually flows into the ocean.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, really?
0: Mm Mm-hmm. It does connect to the ocean through the River Ness, and then also a canal they built later that we'll talk about. So there are direct routes to the ocean. Okay. The opposite southerly side flows through the river Oik and Loch Oik, giving Nessie a lot of water and land to traverse through. Many speculate that Loch Ness is not Nessie's permanent home, which is why it's so hard to detect her. Okay. The fact that the river Ness connects the ocean and thereby other large lakes around the world, it is theorized that the creature could be migratory and have other homes around the world. Mm-hmm. There are other creatures that bear a striking resemblance to Nessie and other bodies of water.
1: Like what?
0: Uh, There's even like in Lake Michigan, Lake Champagne, there's like a champ, but there is a Nordic uh, Loch Ness monster creature. There, There are quite a few creatures that are like the Loch Ness monster, typically in big freshwater lakes that some people think could be the same one. Could these be separate animals of the same species or sightings of the same being? So other lake monsters similar to the Loch Ness monster. Okay. There are quite a few, obviously, in like European, older, medieval. We were talking about water horses, water demons, things like that. Yeah. But there are quite a few in the United States as well. Really? Including the Great Lakes. We're gonna start with Chessie. You also Jessie. find a lot of these name themselves kind of after Nessie. You'll find some close close names. Okay. But this is Chessie, an American folklore. Chessie is a sea monster said to live in the midst of the Chesapeake Bay. Okay. The Chesapeake Bay is situated between the states of Maryland and Virginia. The bay extends inland, forming a broad and shallow water body that stretches for over 200 miles to the north of the Atlantic Ocean in the south. Okay. Claims of sightings appear in local media and regionally themed books from 1936, If you remember, the big Nessie craze was 1933, so this was kind of three years after that in America. Okay. Uh, Over time, the figure developed into an environmental icon associated with ecological health of the Chesapeake Bay. What? And continues to play a role in modern pop culture. Uh, So their mascot is there a
1: picture of this? Yeah, there is.
0: Their mascot looks a little more just like a cartoon dragon. That's not what the descriptions are. Yeah. But because of the popularity of it, Mm -hmm. All, all the ones I'm talking about here they they garner like tourism They're, they the they have notoriety well, yeah. kind of locally so this one has been taken on environmentally that they'll add new environmental bills and the call it like the chessy blah 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 and the idea is <laughs> to keep this unidentified monster alive kind of fun you know it's a fun thing cute according to Matt Lake in Weird Maryland two perch fishermen Francis Clarman and Edward J Ward spotted something in the water near Baltimore in 1943 okay this thing was about 75 yards away at right angles from our boat. At first, it looked like something floating on the water. It was black, and the part of it that was out of the water seemed about 12 feet long. So kind of what you would assume the head or the neck yeah. of It had a head about as big as a football and shaped someone like a horse's head. It huh. turned its head around several times, almost all the way around. What? And like a 360? I mean, if it's a big neck, yeah. I mean, on a thing, it could turn its neck. <laughs> If it's like a snake, a snake can do a 360 look around.
1: I'm a snake.
0: Which you're going to find kind of a lot of these are big sea serpents and descriptions and not so much maybe pleosaurs like Nessie. Yeah. Similarly to Nessie, theorists suggests that Chessie might be a Basilosaurus that somehow survived an Ice Age extinction 34 million years ago. This theory is largely based on the fact that a lot of the descriptions of Chessie are very similar to appearances of the Basilosaurus. It's kind of a big, scary prehistoric manatee. So a little less like Nessie. It's kind of more of just like a with Oh, but manatees are cute. Not this one. This one has teeth. In 1936, a Maryland newspaper called The Baltimore Sun published an article about a sea serpent sighting in the Chesapeake Bay. Supposedly, a helicopter crew saw something reptilian and unknown in the water okay. while flying over the Bush River near Baltimore. Uh-huh. Right after the newspaper article, a deluge of other sightings of the creature began slowly building in. Not surprised. I
1: feel like that's usually what happens. Like one person says they saw it and then everyone's An like, oh my God. I is that, that too. because people
0: are looking for attention or is that because people are aware of it and actually looking though?
1: Mm. Attention seekers. Doesn't all they? of them.
0: Rational explanations for the settings are almost identical to Nessie. Misidentified animals, objects, optical illusions, or extinct animals. Ooh. Champ. The Lake Champlain. The, the Lake Champlain ma- monster. Okay. Situated in the Champlain Valley amongst the Adirondack Mountains of New York and the Green Mountains of Vermont, Lake Champlain is a freshwater glacial lake that stretches approximately 125 miles from the Canadian province of Quebec to the southern tip of Whitehall. And there you may find the local sea serpent, Champ. The indigenous people that lived and hunted near Lake Champlain, the Abenaki, and the Iroquois have their own legends about a large creature inhabiting the lake. Hmm. which looked like a large, horned serpent or giant snake. Horned? Horned. The Abenaki term for the creature is Gitteskag. Early in the 18th century, Abenakis warned French explorers about disturbing the waters of the lake as not to disturb the serpent. Samuel de Champlain, who the lake is named after, is often erroneously credited with being the first European to sight Champ, but readings of his account show that he saw something near the St. Lawrence River, So this is yet another water beast he saw, apparently, at the time, once again in a river. By 1922, sightings totaled 180, with approximately 600 people claiming to have seen Champ all over the lake.
1: Attention seekers, all of them.
0: The Ogopogo. Have you heard of the Ogopogo? Ogopogo does sound familiar. It has a song. (laughs) In Canadian folklore, the Ogopogo is a lake monster said to inhabit the Okanagan Lake in British Columbia, Canada. Mm -hmm. Some cite the entities developed from the First Nations folklore and widespread water monster folklore motifs, similar to a lot of these other ones we've looked at. The lake monster has been mostly described as being serpentine creature with smooth, dark skin with a large body thicker than a telephone pole and being up to 50 feet in length. Hmm. The monster is said to move at incredible speeds, coiling its body in vertical undulations and propelling itself with a powerful tail. Vertical? Apparently. Okay. It'll just boop, pop out. Interesting. Similar to Nessie's head popping out of the water. Mm-hmm. The one I'm about to talk about yeah. is kind of the biggest connection to Nessie. A lot of people wonder if it is the exact same creature in the same family, because there are bodies of water that we'll see that do connect through oceans and inlets to eventually lo- Loch Ness as well.
1: All right. Give it to me.
0: Sturahuelrik. In Swedish folklore, the Sturahuelrik, which means literally the Great Lake Monster, is a lake monster said to live in the 300 foot deep Sturin in the middle of Sweden.
1: So Sturin, I'm assuming, is a lake. Yes. Okay.
0: And I just want to get a little cred because I actually did look up how this one was pronounced and look what the word actually is. It's this bold one right there. S-T-O-R-S-J-O-O-D-U-R-E. Sturahuelrik. The lake monster is first mentioned in a 1635 manuscript in which the lake serpent was bound up magically in the lake's depths by Katil Runsky, who carved the spell into the thrusu, which was a ruined stone. So this is just coming from Nordic uh, folklore, but a wizard bound this piece to the bottom of the lake. And fuck you, because I'm reading pronunciations actually correct. <laughs> I
1: know you're reading it correct, but I like how you throw an accent in there. The Stulrahurik. Because that's how they said it. Impressive.
0: So this is coming to us supposedly because a ancient magician uh, used a rune stone to cast the beast down there. Mm-hmm. Later, folk legends circulated locally that claimed the monster was a product of tinkering by two trolls, and that it was a cat-headed. Yeah. So it's either cast there by a wizard or yeah. two trolls did it. So that's, that's cool. Yeah, that's fun. Uh, and that it is a cat-headed creature with a black serpentine body. We get a lot of. Horsehead, cathead, dogheads. That's what a lot of these seem to have.
1: All different head shapes. Yep.
0: Many question whether the monster is Nessie itself due to the similarities in appearance, as well as the fact that these lakes are traversable by river and ocean. Similar though, again, to Loch Ness and River Ness, that it's along channels of lakes and rivers yeah. to get to the ocean, so it would have to make quite the voyage, but mm-hmm. theoretically plausible. I found a list of 20 or so major sea serpent creatures that mostly reside in freshwater lakes or oceanic inlets. Okay. But I just wanted to touch on a few of these to show that this isn't an uncommon thing, uh, the sea beast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, these 20 are just the ones that are like, have tourism, have folklore, have something to it, not just like countless other random unidentified sightings and bodies of water all over the world. Mm-hmm. So, yes, Nessie is not the only sea beast out there. Maybe we'll touch on some of these, like the Ogopogo, because it's fun to say, or the Sturahuelric.
1: Wow, what a talent.
0: Yeah, moving on. Let's take a look at some of the speculated routes for Nessie to take. Mm -hmm. First, and most obviously, the River Ness. Although it does provide a connection to the ocean, there are spots in the river with very low depth. It has an average of 433 feet deep, But there are sections in the river where rocks and boulders protrude from the surface and it becomes very shallow. Okay. If Nessie was using the waterway for transport, it would require the aquatic cryptid to traverse down sections of the river out of the water. With an animal of this size, it is highly unlikely that it would be able to achieve this. Yeah. But there are reports of the monster both in the river and out of the water. Huh. Let's take a look at the first and oldest tale of the Loch Ness monster. Just take a some people jaunt. don't. Some people don't uh, buy into this one because it's one so old, it's me- medieval, and it comes from a time. But also, of- if it's,
1: my thought process is if it's, be if there's so many sightings of the same thing through a long span of time, there's definitely there something. has to be some truth to it.
0: I would agree with that, whether or not it is the sea beast or not. True. This comes to us from The Life of St. Columba by Ottoman, written in the 6th century A.D. According to Ottoman, writing about a century after the events took place, Irish monk St. Columba was staying in the land of the Picts with his companions when he encountered local residents bearing a man by the river Ness. So this is the whole thing is actually happening in the river Ness and not in the loch itself. Okay. They explained that the man was swimming in the river when he was attacked by a water beast that mauled him and dragged him underwater despite their attempts to rescue him by boat. Hmm. Columbus sent one of his followers to swim across the river. What? You're never getting me to do that. No, job. hell no. <laughs> the beast approached him, but Columbus made the sign of the cross and said, shut the fuck up. That's not what he said. <laughs> That's what I would say. He said, go no further. Do not touch the man. Go back at once. The creature stopped as if it had been pulled back no. with ropes. That's what they no. said, and fled. <laughs> and Columbus's men and the Picts gave thanks for what they perceived as a miracle from the monk. Believers in the monster point to the story's evidence of the creature's existence as early as the sixth century. Skeptics question the narrative's reliability. Noting that water beast stories were extremely common in medieval times. Okay. If there is a real monster, I doubt it gives a shit about any religious practices. So,
1: no, so, I agree 100%. For, if someone, if I'm a a water beast mm-hmm. and someone's doing the sign of the cross,
0: I'm going to chomp you. Yeah. I'm
1: this not going to give a shit.
0: This one just seems to be in line with a lot of other like water dragon and Kelpie stories of the time that were kind of like. Sh- shooing away evil, essentially. Like the
1: water horse. Yeah, yeah. Like the
0: movie, The Water Horse. Like that adorable little water horse. Sticking with the theory that the monster is able to travel on land as well as underwater, we have George Spicer in July of 1933. Okay. On July 22nd, George Spicer and his wife saw a most extraordinary form of animal cross the road in front of their car. Mm-hmm. They described the creature as having a large body about four feet high and 25 feet long.
1: Oh, wow. It kind of shortens. So short, st- yeah. yeah. Short but long.
0: <laughs> With a long. <laughs> you.
1: You know what else is short and long? Sometimes a penis. <laughs> that's
0: true. <laughs> <laughs> With a long, wavy, narrow neck, slightly thicker than an elephant's trunk, and as long as 10 to 12 feet width of the road. Okay. So it took up the road, but wasn't very tall.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They saw no limbs on it, and it lurched across the road. Toward no limbs. The, no limbs. It lurched toward the lock 20 yards away, leaving a trail of broken undergrowth in its wake. Spicer described it so as... So it's a, like a serpent? Yeah, or maybe like think of a seal or an otter maybe is what they saw. But
1: if you're... I'm thinking like no limbs, so like...
0: Yeah, it's just a long neck nothing. and nothing else. It's just a little bloop at the bottom. Yeah. Spicer described it as... The nearest approach to a dragon or prehistoric animal that I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, because it's a dinosaur. It's a dinosaur. It had a long neck, which moved up and down in the manner of a scenic railway. Okay. I don't exactly know what that means, but I do, you know. Like hills
1: and... I don't know. What?
0: It had an animal in its mouth and had a body that was fairly big with a high back, but if there were any feet, they must have been the web kind. And as for a tail, I cannot say, as it moved so rapidly. So it's just a lump at the bottom and a long neck. There is no, like, tail or anything. No li- no limbs, he's saying.
1: Huh. That's not my image of, of the Loch Ness Monster. Nor mine.
0: When we got to the spot, it had disappeared into the loch. With sparked interest on the subject, on August 4th, 1933, the Courier published a report of Spicer's sighting. This sighting triggered a massive amount of public interest mm-hmm. and an uptick in alleged sightings, leading to the solidification of the actual name, the Loch Ness Monster. Okay. It has actually been claimed that sightings of the monster increased after a road was built along the lock in early 1933, huh. bringing workers and tourists to the formerly isolated area. Okay. Which would only make sense. You'll get more sightings if there's more people there. Right. One year later, Arthur Grant reported having a similar encounter with the beast. On January 5th, while riding his motorcycle, Arthur Grant. Oh,
1: what a cool guy. Yeah,
0: he's pretty cool. Arthur Grant claimed to have nearly hit the creature while approaching near the northeastern end of the lock at, at about 1 a.m. It was, all, again, crossing the road. It's out of the water. And this, according to Grant... But I
1: feel like that that's a big creature for you to nearly crash to into almost it. Hit.
0: Yeah, but if you're like taking a turn or something, I don't know, on a motorcycle, things can, or it's maybe coming out of the water, maybe it's coming out of the trees, who can say? Yeah, that's true, I guess. Let's find out. Okay. According to Grant, it had a small head attached to a long neck. Mm-hmm. The creature, the typical. Yeah. Are you thinking dicks again? Yeah. God. <laughs> the creature saw him and crossed the road back to the lock. Grant, who was a veterinarian student, described it as a cross between a seal and a pleosaur. He said, oh,
1: "Okay, so he's that's on, a better
0: description." He's on your dinosaur theory. Yeah. He said he dismounted and followed it to the lock, but saw only ripples. Grant produced a sketch of the creature that was examined by zoologist Maurice Burton who stated it was consistent with the appearance and behavior of an otter. Regarding the long size of the creature reported by Grant, it has been suggested that it was a faulty observation due to poor light conditions.
1: I mean, it was one o'clock in the morning. With a
0: motorcycle yeah. light, and it looked... Yeah, I think people are maybe seeing seals and otters in a lot of these early cases. Yeah. Paleontologist Darren Nash has suggested that Grant may have seen either an otter or a seal and exaggerated his sighting over time due to the popularity of the Spicer yeah. sighting. Both of these accounts report a creature that is smaller than what I'm thinking for the Loch Ness Monster. Yeah. Although they claim it to be very long and having the distinct long neck, it only stands around four feet tall. Yeah. Making it much more plausible that these are mistaken seals and otters. Okay. In this story, we get the first mention of the monster plausibly being a creature that we have long thought to be extinct. Mm -hmm. The Pleasaur.
1: Dinosaur.
0: The Pleasaur was an aquatic dinosaur from the Jurassic period. Mm-hmm. but disappeared during the mass extinction event. Mm-hmm. Because of the similarities in description from would-be seers, many have pondered whether this animal is as extinct as we thought.
1: I feel like the animals that became extinct were the ones that were on land and air and the ones in water.
0: They did have a better were, chance. Were it's, okay. It seems like they transformed into there's, smaller alligator crocodiles and so, sharks. There's so much depth
1: <laughs> in all bodies of water. You know what I mean?
0: She, you're Varying depth. I get you. Bury on his trench, there's things hiding. It's yeah. a deep old ocean. Yeah, This is a lake though.
1: It's still a body of water. It comes to a point. That's true. And it also has access to the ocean. If there's it, a lot of depth in the ocean.
0: That's true. <laughs> if it was the Pleasaur, this would exclude it from being able to travel down the river Ness mm-hmm. or leaving water at all. Although they were air-breathing creatures and had to service several times a day, I read they could hold their breath for as long as five hours at a time.
1: That's a long time
0: mm-hmm. They did not have the musculature to maneuver out of the water. Mm-hmm. Their long neck wouldn't be strong enough to lift out of the water at all, much less out, way out like people are like saying. yeah. If it were to be out of the water, it would have to drag its neck across the land otherwise oh my would, god, otherwise it would be in danger of breaking its own neck under its own force really. That's what a scientist said in a thing I re- watched.
1: It's, it's really aqua- that
0: weak? Well, they're aquatic animals. It's me- it's just meant to, men- it's just not meant to suspend itself against gravity like that. Huh. Mm-hmm. Another issue with the Loch Ness Monster. I being thought
1: it a- had a strong neck like a bronchosaur.
0: I would have thought so too, but I guess specifically the plesiosaur. There were other shorter necked creatures that were close, so maybe it is something uh, else like that, but it yeah. can't be a plesiosaur.
1: Wow, that kinda, At least it can't
0: be out of the water. It kind of hurts camp. my
1: heart a little bit. I'm
0: sorry. That's okay. Might still be a dinosaur. Yeah. Another issue with the Loch Ness Monster being a plesiosaur is that plesiosaurs are cold-blooded reptiles. The frigid temperatures in the Loch wouldn't be compatible to sustain life for a dinosaur. Some people have wondered if it could have adapted over time to take harsher environments. But but it would also have to get a jacked neck to be able to move around like people are saying. Mm-hmm. People have also contested that there isn't enough food supply to sustain a pleosaur or any other large creature in the lock. The only way it would be possible it still
1: has access out of the lock. Though. I know, but
0: again, that's a very shallow access during through the river nest. Yeah,
1: I guess you're right.
0: The only way it would be possible is as if it could make its way to the ocean and other bodies of water. Yeah, we have these questionable tales of the monster out of the water, but if it was a migration pattern. It is assumed that there would be far more sightings of it making its way to the lock. Mm-hmm. What other way could the monster be taking? Yeah, the Caledonian Canal.
1: Where's the, the Cal? Okay, go ahead. Sorry, I was going to ask. Where's the Caledonian Canal?
0: The canal was finished in <laughs> 1822 and provided passage alongside the river Ness for larger boats and possibly larger creatures.
1: Interesting.
0: It is an average depth of 20 feet, but it does get much deeper in some areas that just go along the fault line kind of yeah. there with the mountains. 50 feet wide at the bottom and 110 feet wide at the top. This would provide sufficient space for the monster, mm-hmm. but sightings of Nessie far predate the construction. There's also a lot of activity in the canal, which might not make it suitable for like a large animal migration.
1: Interesting. And again, this was built in 1822.
0: Okay. So that's that still couldn't account for migration. Right. If it's not a pleosaur and it isn't traveling through the river and canal system, what else could explain the creature's plausible existence? Tell me. Underwater tunnel and cave systems. Oh, okay. It has long been rumored by locals that there were tunnels and caves that were accessible on the shores of Loch Ness, but none had ever been discovered mm-hmm. until recently. Earlier this year, in August, the. Wait, lo-
1: really? Yeah. Oh wow! Okay. Earlier this year in
0: August, the largest search for the Loch Ness monster was conducted, mm-hmm. and in it, they discovered multiple cave entrances and submerged tunnels on the shore of the Loch. Oh, right. Led by Paige Daly, who runs the TikTok official Loch Ness channel, <laughs> this is where we're at nowadays, people. Okay. The official Loch Ness channel had heard that the had heard the folklore rumor of the caves and decided to give it an earnest try to locate them. Okay. With the help of a guide and drone pilot they uncovered an underground cave system hidden by forestation in a remote section of the lock. Huh. Hoping to find at least one cave to prove the folklore true, she, hap- she was happily surprised to find an entire cave system linked to the lock by a stretch of river, she said. So this is off, wow. so this is off the shore. This isn't in the lock itself.
1: No, but still, that's interesting.
0: Right. But for yeah. hundreds of years, there was folklore saying there's tunnel systems around the lock that lead... Into the lock itself. Yeah. And it's finding that there, this could be true. Yeah. She said, There were multiple entrances, and it was clear that these linked up with each other within inside the hill. What also became apparent was that pools in the river were also linked to the almost bottomless caverns, again connected to the caves above ground. Hmm. So it is seeming true. Yeah. While theories that the creature was hidden in vast underwater caverns and making its way to the other locks and the ocean through submerged tunnels sounded crazy... There's now some merit to these ideas. Mm -hmm. These new discoveries are exciting, but there are still some geological issues that make the seven mile distance to the ocean underground unlikely. Why? Cave systems in Scotland tend to be situated near soluble rock such as limestone, chalk or gypsum. And very little of these materials are really present in the soil makeup of the land on the way to the sea. There are also a lot of major flood events, as well as general erosion within the lake's topography, which would make it very hard for a tunnel or cave entrance to continue to exist.
1: They really like crushing things.
0: I know. There have been many scans done of the lake, and no cave system has been located in the water, and this is likely why. The high peat level or sediment in the water, mixed with the sharp descent of the shoreline Mm -hmm. and then the erosion from floods in the muddy soil, would eventually erode and just cover up any entrance. Not saying they don't exist, but just it's would be very hard to find in the water. This one, I was one. I was always kind of interested in. I was like, well, that's crazy. But if there were tunnel systems, it totally could happen. And although it's unlikely that there that these tunnels continue within that soil, we're already finding them like on the shore there. So like, couldn't I? I feel like this might be this could be true.
1: I feel like I don't know. I was thinking that maybe it could still. Go through these tunnels. Granted that the sediment and everything is not—it's not like it's not a solid.
0: Yeah, I mean, if the creature knew of this entrance, let's say it could still like you know it
1: could still blast through, through prob- barrel through, yeah, probably.
0: And then not it with just neck, covers... maybe ask first, just because now we know. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: maybe there's a way.
0: Maybe there's a way, but if not, I'm a be- I, okay. If tunnels and river systems are out, how else could the big monster be keeping hidden? The Loch Ness monster is an alien of course or a time-traveling dinosaur
1: time traveling or (laughs) oh my god it never
0: ends a dinosaur ghost i'm gonna go ahead and group all these kooky theories together for you okay uh number one the loch ness monster is an alien okay nothing really to go on with this other than people speculate that the reason it may be so good at hiding is that it's either super advanced alien that's using the lock system in underground center of the earth style tunnel systems to mm-hmm. observe humanity. Okay. Or my favorite That would
1: be crazy.
0: Or my favorite of the two theories, aliens dumped a giant alien creature in the lake to see what we would do. It's not smart, it's just a big water beast in there that they dumped. Yeah, I like that's that. Let's really one too.
1: fuck with these people.
0: There are some UFO sightings that people link to timely Nessie sightings. But I don't know about aliens on this one. That's just, you know, a a kooky theory out there.
1: I know, but it's a fun one.
0: Why it's always disappearing. Nessie is a time traveler. Okay. This is not in the sense that it is a super sophisticated being, but rather that Nessie is somehow entering some sort of portal or time gate somewhere in the lock. It is spotted from time to time over hundreds of years because it is only popping in now and again through a portal and returning to its own prehistoric time. I like that one. This one's fun. Yeah. If this were the case, it is likely that anything entering our time would die pretty quick and wash ashore, though. Yeah. Again, we're talking about animals in a warm climate suddenly being dropped into a cold lock in Scotland.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: This theory is also giving a lot of intelligence to your average dinosaur. Uh, It has been spotted many times in different areas of the lock, which is 27 miles long. Yeah. Or 23 And it always seems to be able to get its way back to this portal, to its own time. Mm -hmm. I find fault with this one. Yeah. Nessie is the ghost of a dinosaur. Okay. I find this dinosaur from another time theory a little more believable than the prior one. Really? People are seeing the mere spirits or possible tears through time to prehistoric dinosaurs. I've heard other stories of people driving through former highly inhabited, currently dinosaur fossil rich uh, lands and seeing odd mirages or scenes of dinosaurs on the horizon i have come across stories like this before it's kind of more of a time slip thing than anything else yeah more than like ghost these usually happen in desert areas and maybe this has something to do with the sun bouncing off the sand more yeah. than anything but i have come across a few of these one plausible problem with this theory is that the lock floor has been searched for nessie bones or fossils before and nothing's been found hmm. although i don't think they've ever done extensive you know excavation at the bottom of the lake I do know that there are fossils and dinosaurs used to roam the lands of Scotland, but I didn't get a good sense if it's necessarily a geologically rich fossil area. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know if how likely that is, if it's a ghostly area. I don't think it was overly populated. Mm -hmm. So we have theories as to why this monster might be so elusive, but why haven't we ever found solid proof of its existence? Yeah. There have been many groups and searches over the years doing everything from watching the shoreline, underwater oh, cameras... can you
1: imagine just, like, sitting there and just staring? That's most of
0: the early ones with cameras. Uh, underwater cameras and sonar scans. And we'll take a look into some of the official evidence.
1: a sonar scan would be kind of cool. We've
0: done that many times. We'll start with Edward Mountain Expedition of 1934. Okay. One year after the craze of the Loch Ness Monster being reported about in The Courier detailing George Spicer's account of the monster. Mm-hmm. Edward Mountain financed a search with 20 men with binoculars and cameras, positioning themselves around the lock from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. for five weeks.
1: Five weeks?
0: Five weeks. Although 21 photographs were taken, none was considered conclusive, your typical wake in the water or mysterious log shape on the surface. Yeah. It's pretty much a lot of blurry black and white that. Right. From 1962 to 72, we have the Loch Ness Phenomenon Investigation Bureau, Linpip. It was UK-based society formed in 1962 by Norman Collins, RSR Fitter, politician David James, Peter Scott, and Constance White to study Loch Ness to identify the creature known as Loch Ness Monster or determine the cause of its reports. Mm -hmm. They received a grant of $20,000 from World Book Encyclopedia to fund a two-year program of daylight watches from May to October So again, why would
1: they only do daylight watches?
0: It's just hard to see at night. You can't get good proof. Just, it's harder to see. Didn't have good night vision.
1: I think that they would do shifts and want to monitor this all around the clock.
0: (laughs) The principal equipment,
1: especially since people claim sightings at night.
0: That's true. There are a lot, but I guess just, I'm, I'm guessing it's just for the evidence sake of wanting clear evidence. The principal equipment was 35 millimeter movie cameras on mobile units with 20 inch lenses, mm-hmm. and one with a 36 inch lens. They were situated near the midpoint of the lake, so not surrounding it like the other one. Yeah. The group, which later renamed Loch Ness Monster Investigation Bureau Nib, we got rid of <laughs> a little bit, had an annual subscription charge, which covered admi- which covered administration. Its main activity was encouraging groups of self-funded volunteers to watch the lock from vantage points with film cameras and telescope lenses. Okay. According to the Bureau's 1969 annual report, it had 1,030 members. Of really? Whom, yep, quite a few. Of whom 588 were from the UK, but it doesn't appear that they have any anything conclusive. Mm-hmm. Overlapping during Lynn Nib's time, we also have the sonar study from 67 and 68. Okay. Dr. Gordon Tucker chair of the Department of Electronic and Electrical Engineering at the University of Birmingham, volunteered his services to Linnib as a sonar developer and expert at Loch Ness in 1968. Tucker had chosen Loch Ness as the test site for a prototype sonar transducer with a maximum range of 800 meters or or 2,600 feet. Yeah. Quite a a, a spread. The device was fixed underwater at Temple Pier in Urquhart Bay and directed to the opposite shore drawing in an acoustic net across the lock, through which no moving object could pass undetected. During the two-week trial in August, multiple targets were identified. One was probably a shoal of fish, but others moved in a way not typical of shoals at speed of 10 knots. Shoal of fish. Shoals. Suspicious and intriguing, but nothing conclusive. Just interesting large sonar readings. Yeah. The Robert Ryan Study of 1972, 75, 2001, and 2008.
1: Okay, so we're getting a little bit more recent here. Mm In
0: 1972, a group of researchers from the Academy of Applied Sciences led by Robert H. Rines Mm -hmm. conducted a search for the monster involving sonar examination of the lock depths for unusual activity. So instead of going across, we're pointing down and trying to get some deep stuff. Deep. Deep. Rines took precautions to avoid murky water with floating wood and peat to produce the best images. Mm Mm-hmm. A submersible camera with a floodlight was deployed to record images below the surface. If Ryan's detected anything on sonar, he turned the light on and took pictures. So this was actually a pretty good idea. We're yeah. using sonar to find big objects and then he's flashing a camera at it to see what it is yeah. in the clearest water he could find. Okay. They got several interesting images, but there are questions and doubts to what they may be. Hmm. They appear to have the image of a rear flipper. But many have suspected that it may belong to a seal or a log on the bottom of the lock. The log is unlikely because the image does move in the photograph and on the, somar, and on the sonar scans. Okay. But there are still doubts to the credibility. When the images were sent to a publication, they were altered to show an exaggerated Nessie flipper. Okay. And those are the ones I've seen. I, I don't. I don't think I saw the. I originals. don't think
1: I've seen these.
0: They also have some interesting videos and mysterious humps surfacing and odd wakes in the lock. But nothing conclusive mm-hmm. interestingly they did find a carcass and some oceanic shells on the bottom of the lock suggesting that there is some access to the ocean yeah or something's bringing things from the ocean mm-hmm. in 2008 Rhines theorized that the creature may have become extinct citing that the lack of significant sodar readings and a decline in eyewitness accounts he undertook a final expedition using sonar and an underwater camera in an attempt to find the carcass Ryan's belief the animal may have failed to adapt to the temperature changes of global warming. Okay. So he believes that sightings are so low, she might be gone already.
1: I think there's more than one.
0: I would assume so too. It's been around for a long, long time. Yeah. Operation Deep Scan, 1987. Okay. 24 boats equipped with echo sounding equipment were deployed across the width of the lock and simultaneously sent acoustic waves. According to BBC News, the scientists had made sonar contact with an unidentified object of unusual size and strength. The researchers returned and rescanned the area. Analysis of the echo sounder images seemed to indicate debris at the bottom of the lock, although there was motion in three of the pictures. Hmm. Speculating, Did they
1: blame this on a shoal?
0: Usually they do just say it's a big group of fish. Okay. Speculating on the size of the object, it was determined that they that it might be seals that had entered the lock.
1: Are like, there really that many seals? There aren't
0: a lot of seals. It's more so that they have just been seen occasionally. There aren't typically in there, but they do come in from the river. Yeah. Same kind of with otters that I don't think there's a high population. And also say with like... It's just they, cert- they,
1: they, they like any possible hunch that it may be something they're like it's seals it's otters
0: it's a good chance that seals are otters for a lot of these though if it's four feet tall it's a log if if it's four feet tall has no appendages and is waddling across the road that's probably a seal after examining a sonar return you're no fun (laughs) after examining a sonar return indicating a large moving object at a depth of 180 meters they concluded there's something here that we don't understand and there's something here that's larger than a fish maybe some species that hasn't been detected before they thought
1: before. of not trying to be like an extremist here but why don't they just either dredge the lock
0: or it's very big and historic i know
1: uh, but like you you know well, like how you know waterways
0: like, and canals also transport goods like it serves a pur- it's you know it serves a purpose
1: i know but if they're going to like th-
0: these extents the,
1: yeah like these extremes like well, funding and stuff they, i would
0: they aren't going to that extremes. it's a lot of volunteers and like the most we've seen is like twenty thousand. i that, know
1: but i'm saying like that that's what i mean by extremes is like they're funding
0: uh i would say one because no one in power really cares that much no matter what they want the tourism so if you conclusively said there's nothing in there that's not good yeah i guess you're right there's not a lot of incentive for them yeah to, but
1: my brain's like Why i get it can't for us just, yeah
0: but they'll never do that Searching for the Loch Ness Monster, 2003. Okay. In 2003, the BBC sponsored Search for the Loch using 600 sonar beams and satellite tracking. Mm -hmm. The search had sufficient resolution to identify a small buoy. No animal of substantial size was found, and despite the reported hopes, the scientists involved admitted that this proved the Loch Ness Monster was a myth in 2003 Uh. because they couldn't find it. Uh. DNA Survey in 2018.
1: DNA survey. DNA. Okay.
0: Uh, we've talked about this before in other true crime things, but trace DNA. Yeah. When they just get a big DNA swab from an environment to see all the creatures that are in there. Yeah. That's what we're talking about here. Okay. An international team consisting of researchers from the universities of Otoga, Copenhagen, Hull, and the Highlands and Islands. That's fun to say. Mm-hmm. Did a DNA survey on the lake in June, 2018. Okay. Looking for unusual species. Okay. The results were published in 2019. No DNA of large fish such as sharks, sturgeons, and catfish could be found. No, okay. no otter or seal DNA were obtained either.
1: But is there anything that was unknown?
0: Though there was a lot of eel DNA. Oh, mm hmm.
1: Eels are weird.
0: Yeah, they are. The leader of the study, the professor Neil Gemmel of the uni- University of Otago, said he could do you not- think
1: aliens just
0: dropped eels onto the earth and they're like, maybe we don't know how they reproduce, They're they're mysterious, right. Uh, Professor Neil Gemmel of the University of Otogo said he could not rule out the possibility of eels of extreme size, though none were found, nor were any ever caught. The other possibility is that the large amount of eel DNA simply comes from small eels. No evidence of any reptilian sequences were found, he added. So I think we can be fairly sure that there's probably not a giant scaly reptile swimming around in Loch Ness. Hmm. At least it's not a dinosaur for sure. Hmm. So we've looked at a lot of the popular, spectacular theories to the Loch Ness Monster. Yeah. But what are some of the more logical explanations of these sightings? Wait, there's logic? Eels. Okay. A large eel was an early suggestion for what the monster was. Eels are found in the Loch, and an unusually large one would explain many sightings. It has been dismissed due to the fact that eels undulate from side to side like snakes. Right. And this isn't typical for the V-shaped wakes we see but that could account for the greenish gray humps that people see surfacing from time to time. Hmm. Elephants. Oh, this is very spe- <laughs> this is a very specific case. Okay. But in 2006, paleontologist and artist Neil Clark suggested that traveling circuses might have allowed elephants to bathe in the Loch. The trunk could be perceived as the head and neck, with the head and back perceived as humps.
1: So it would be just a, an elephant completely submerged. Yep. Okay. In support
0: of this, Clark provided example paintings of ele- elephants in the lock from period, from period pieces. This could account for settings during a very brief period, but this is speculatory and also just doesn't account for everything. Yeah. The Greenland shark. zoologist, angler, and television... What does pres- a
1: Greenland shark look like?
0: Uh, It's a big greenish gray shark that's in cold, like, Nordic waters. Okay. It, it goes very slow. It's just kind of... Uh, cruising around okay zoologist angler and television presenter jeremy wade your guy
1: oh i called him jeff on accident
0: whatever investigated the creature in 2013 river
1: monsters
0: as part of the series river monsters yeah and concluded that it is a greenland shark the greenland shark which can reach up to 20 feet in length inhabits the north atlantic ocean around canada greenland iceland norway and possibly scotland okay it is dark in color and has a small dorsal fin Mm. According to biologist Bruce Wright, the Greenland shark could survive in fresh water, and Loch Ness has an abundance of salmon and other fish. This would follow the theory that it gets into the loch through the river or canal system. Okay. Wells catfish. In July 2015, three news outlets reported that There's Steve just so many
1: aquatic, aquatic creatures that all, I'm not familiar with.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're all forms of fish and things.
1: I'm not a... F- I'm, I don't fish. <laughs> That's fine. So I don't know anything... <laughs>
0: In July 2015. <laughs> in July 2015, boy, howdy, Jesus do I Christ. watch her? <laughs> yeah, I don't get why you like River monsters, it doesn't make sense.
1: It's cool. It's interesting.
0: In July 2015, three news outlets reported that Steve Feltham theorized that the monster is an unusually large specimen of Wells Catfish, which may have been released during the late nineteenth century. So not even not from the area, he just thinks someone dumped that in there. Okay. Seals and otters. We already know that both are seen in the lock from time to time. So this is one of the more likely theories to me, especially off the four feet, no limbs, waddles across some of those older sightings. It was probably a seal that worked its way from the ocean up through the river. Trees. This is a lot of them anyway, but floating on the top. In 1933, the Daily Mirror published a picture with the caption, this queerly shaped tree trunk washed ashore at foyers. It is thought be responsible for reported appearance of monster. In a 1982 series of articles from new scientists, Maurice Burton proposed that sightings of Nessie and similar creatures may be fermenting Scott Pine logs rising to the surface of the hmm. There's This gets a little interesting. Okay. A decomposing log could not initially release gases caused by decay because of its high resin levels. Gases pressure would eventually rupture a resin seal at one end of the log, propelling it through the water. Somet- really? Sometimes to the surface. Okay. According to Burton, the shape of the tree log with their branch dumps closely resembles descriptions of the monster. So essentially, these logs are decaying at the bottom, filling up with gas covered in resin. It ruptures. They're rocketed across the surface. At least scary. At least causing kind of at least causing these V wakes and maybe some of those like head bumps going across. That's what this could account for. Okay. Seaches and wakes. This one uh, is mostly about the wakes and the V V shape stuff. Yeah. Loch Ness, because of its long, straight shape, is subject to unusual ripples affecting its surface.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: A siege is a large oscillation of the lake, caused by water reverting to its natural level after being blown to one end of the lake, resulting in a standing wave. The Loch Ness oscillation period is 31.5 minutes oh. of disturbing the water before it settles. Quite a Damn. while. Yeah. Earthquakes in Scotland are too weak to cause observable sieges, but extreme massive earthquakes far away could cause large waves.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: This The siege created in the Loch Ness by the catastrophic 1755 Lisbon earthquake was reportedly so violent as to threaten destruction to some of the houses built on the side of it. While the 1761 aftershock caused two-foot waves, however, yeah. no sightings of the monster were reported in 1755.
1: That's kind of crazy, like, how long it lasts and yeah. how high the waves can be.
0: Yeah, uh, it's nutty. Yeah. But likely not caused by... Causation for by Loch Ness Monster. Yeah. Optical effects. Wind conditions can give choppy, matte appearance on the water, with calm patches appearing darker on the shore.
1: Oh, so they think it's just a visual for shadows and yeah. stuff. Yes. In
0: 1979, W. H. Len showed that atmospheric refraction could distort the shape and size of objects and animals, mm. and later published a photograph of a mirage of a rock on Lake Winnipeg that resembled the head, a head and a neck. Yeah. So it's water mm-hmm. refla- reflect refraction yeah. off the surface, possibly of Seals, otters, possibly of logs, right. making them look bigger. Mm-hmm. Seismic gas. Italian geologist Luigi Piccardi has proposed a geological explanation for ancient legends and myths. Picardi noted that in the earliest record sightings of the creature, the creature's emergence was accompanied cum ignate frumatu with loud roaring. The Loch Ness is, al- is along the Great. Really, gl- uh, some of the older ones. Oh. The Loch Ness is along the Great Glen Fault, and this could be the description of an earthquake. Okay. Many reports consist only a large disturbance on the surface of the water. This could be a release of gas through the fault, mm-hmm. although it may be mistaken for something swimming below the surface. Okay. I didn't mention the surgeon's photo because it has long since been debunked. But that is the the famous photo you know yeah. of the Loch Ness Monster. Mm-hmm. Essentially, he was a reporter who got made fun of because he had... He brought in some hoax Loch Ness Monster footprints. Mm-hmm. And then the paper made fun of him. So he had a friend of his... A gynecologist of his. Oh, where they his, like
1: fake the, the they, they had a
0: wooden boat, and they made a clay model. And it's long since been debunked. Yeah. But I thought I would end with some other supposedly real life Nessie sightings to uh, see what you think. Okay. In 1888, Mason Alexander MacDonald sighted a large stubby legged animal surfacing the lock and propelling itself within 50 yards of the shore. This is again a short, squat little creature. Yeah. MacDonald reported his sighting to Loch Ness water bailiff Alex Campbell and described the creature as looking like a large salamander. So it's literally a big lizard. Yeah. What he's saying. Aldi McKay described seeing an enormous creature with the body of a whale rolling in the water of the lock while she and her husband, John, were driving on the a- A82 on April 15th, 1933. The body of a whale? So they were driving along the highway and essentially kept seeing a lump roll out of the water hmm. is what they're seeing. It's a
1: seal or an otter.
0: Anthony Doc Shields, camping next to Urquhart Castle, took some of the clearest pictures of the monster to this day. Shields, a magician and psychic, okay, claimed to have summoned the animal out of the water.
1: Okay,
0: he later described it as an elephant. squid. Did he do the sign of the cross too while he was at it? No, it was too, it was hookier than that because he's a psychic. He later described it as an elephant squid, claiming the long neck shown an elephant f- squid, an elephant squid, claiming that the long neck shown in the photograph is actually the squid's trunk, and that the white spot at the base of the neck was its eye. Okay. Due to the lack of ripples, it has been declared as a hoax by a number of people and received its name because of its staged look. Yeah. So what do you think after all this evidence? Um, is the Loch Ness monster still real? How is it getting around? Where is it hiding?
1: I think there's tunnels.
0: You think there's tunnels? Think you don't it, think, it's think it's a ghost it's, or a time traveler?
1: No, I think it's the tunnels.
0: I would say that... I think would, it's
1: tunnels and it's. I, I feel like it's not like the sediment and everything that's covering the openings of these tunnels like periodically over time mm-hmm. i feel like it's not it doesn't provide like a, a i feel like it just doesn't block the way to enough yeah
0: i also have read though other things that because of like the features of the, the shoreline going down there it does lead that there could be some hidden alcoves or caves even there just from and the also eels them. like
1: to hide in little caves too
0: you're saying the lockdown sponsor is a big eel?
1: Not necessarily a big eel, but I'm just leading to the fact that there are some some sort of t- tunnels, or there are some like you know crevices within like mm-hmm. this V-shaped w- lake, whatever. Sure. Eels, eels hiding.
0: <laughs> eels hiding some stuff.
1: They hiding some stuff, or maybe it is a big fucking eel. Who knows?
0: I would agree. I, I think the tunnel system maybe has some merit we should look into. Let's maybe drop some some water drones down there, check out some of these passages, see where they lead. Uh, it would be nice if the river system and canals were a little bigger and better, but I just don't think the dates match up for that to be a likely theory. Yeah. In the end, though, I'm going to say we believe in the Loch Ness Monster.
1: I'd like to believe that it's an alien that just dropped it in. (laughs) Dropped
0: it into the lake.
1: Just like they did with the eels.
0: Hit us up on social media at I'm Not Crazy Pod (laughs) if you believe in the Loch Ness Monster. But thanks for listening to our take on the Loch Ness Monster. (laughs) If you like what you heard, make sure you like and subscribe to your favorite podcast app. Rate and review. That would help us greatly. Yeah, it would. If you want more content, make sure you check out the Majestic Jam Network, Cool Classics Podcast for Movies. Yep. Urban Hermit for banter yep. and the High Wire podcast for more banter.
1: A lot of banter.
0: Until the next time. See you later.
1: Boy. Boy.